Hello, and welcome to our Philosophy Corner, where we will be analyzing Shakespeare's famous poem, Sonnet 116. This poem is regarded as one of Shakespeare's best poems. Our names are... Sam. And Christian, and we will be breaking down this poem together. And Shakespeare begins. Let me not, to the marriage of true minds, admit impediments. Love is not love, which alters when alteration when it alteration finds, or bends with the remover to remove. Oh no, it is an ever fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. It is a star to every wandering bark, whose worst unknown, although his height be taken. Love's not time's fool, though rosy lips and cheeks, within his bending sickles compass come. Love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. If this be air and upon me proved, I never writ, nor no man ever loved. Now this poem may be a lot for some of you guys, but we will be breaking it down. In the first quatrain, let me not to the marriage of true minds admit impediments. Love is not love, which alters when it alteration finds or bends with the remover to remove. Shakespeare's main argument is introduced here in this quatrain, and it is that love is something that cannot be altered or changed if circumstances around it change. Love remains the same in all situations. Shakespeare is very concise in his poetry, so when he writes about the marriage of true minds, he is referring to perfect love, which is a partnership of two people who are willing individuals and not driven by emotion. The last two lines can be confusing, but Shakespeare... Shakespeare's message is rather simple. Shakespeare argues that real love does not change even if its surroundings change, or even if the lovers change, love remains constant. Now the last line of this quatrain, or bend with the remover to remove, is complicated to relate to Shakespeare's argument, but we believe he is referring to love as something that cannot be dismissed. Love cannot be swept away when it is tested. This goes along with his argument of love not being something that can change. He explains what love cannot be in these lines. The first question really sets the tone for how Shakespeare is going to go about in this poem, including imagery and metaphors. Moving on to the next quatrain. The next group of lines, uh, he says, Oh no, it is never fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. It is a star to every wandering bark whose worth unknown, although his height be taken. Now Shakespeare gives us, the, uh, gives us the image of love being a mark that is ever fixed, which goes along nicely with what we discovered previously, that love cannot be moved. So this mark, which is love, cannot be, cannot be removed. This mark has a quality to look on tempests, which is a violent storm and never be disturbed. True love is something that can withstand anything. Now this mark is turned into a, f a figure in line seven. It is a star to every wandering bark. Our figure is turned into a star, not just any ordinary star, but the North Star, which never changes positions and is used as an nautical guide. The quatrain gives, a, or this quatrain gives us the image of love as a North Star because of its unchanging position. It also gives, us, gives love the ability to never be removed and being able to withstand anything. Moving on to the next quatrain. This next quatrain states, Love's not time's fool, though rosy lips and cheeks. Within his bending sickle's compass come, love alters not with his briefs, hours, and weeks, but bears it out even to the edge of doom. 
In this quatrain, Shakespeare introduces a new image, but it is not of love. It is of time. Time in this quatrain is seen as the image of death. Love's not time's fool, Shakespeare says, which is referring that love does not dwell or depend upon time because it transcends any amount of time. The bending sickle that Shakespeare is referring to in line 10 is the image of a scythe that has been used as an instrument of death. Shakespeare is stating that time comes in with its scythe and takes everything except for true love. In the last two lines, love alters not with his brief hours and weeks, but bears it out to the edge of doom. Shakespeare is, is restating that true love does not change over time, and it endures all the time until judgment day, the edge of doom. This quatrain is best is used by Shakespeare to restate his argument that true love is never changing and it can withstand anything. Another author that comes to mind while reading this is A.A. A. Milne, who wrote the poem Us Two. This poem is about friendship and it shows how having a friend by one side provides strength. Shakespeare's ideology about love is related to Milne's ideals of friendship because of the two being something that cannot be taken away easily. Moving on. The final two lines of this poem. If this be air and upon me proved, I never writ, nor no man ever loved. Here Shakespeare offers a final assurance to the true power of love as he describes it throughout his previous lines. He states that, it, in his, if the, uh, he states that if his notion of love was somehow proven to be false, then so would the entire reality of his human experience. By saying this, Shakespeare asserts just how interrelated love and the identity of man are. Jumping out of the sonnet now, let's reflect on what Shakespeare was really trying to tell us. He attempted to show us just how powerful love is. He would agree with Ralph Waldo Emerson when he describes love as a force akin to the sun. Love is ever present and unwavering through life's ups and downs. In particular, the love found in friendship is integral to mankind as it fills the role of a guiding force and serves as a ship to carry us through life's treacherous waters. As Aristotle would see it, love is a drifting or a driving force towards living a good life, a virtuous life, a life that is filled with happiness. As we hope you agree, Shakespeare's message in, in Sonnet 116 is a powerful one that helps us dive into thought about what it means to love. Shakespeare shows us that it is human nature to love and that love itself represents a force greater than mankind. We hope that maybe next time you find yourself in need of guidance, you may look to the love that surrounds us as humans. This has been an episode of Philosophy Corner with your hosts, Kristen and Sam, and we want to thank you for tuning in.